Imagine there's this great big marathon where everyone is joining and everyone is free to join and you wish to join. And all you have to do is sign up. Sign up and you'll be able to join. You'll be given a number, you'll be given a placard and you'll be given to join. And well, that is a simplified analogy for baptism. Welcome to Truth Incorporated Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Trumal Akra, as always. And for those who would have been with us last season, season one, would know that the goal of this podcast is to spread uncensored biblical truth, where we look at different biblical topics and themes and, and we compare it to the scriptures and compare it to what dogmas and other doctrines are teaching and see which one holds up. So our aim here is to spread uncensored biblical truth, showing only what the Bible says, not what doctrine says or dogma says, but what the scripture says. And last time we we looked in season one, we ended on covenants. We looked at covenants. We looked at the Abrahamic covenant, David the covenant. We looked at the covenant the God made with the Israelites. We looked at and we closed by looking at the most important covenant, and that is the covenant, the new covenant that Christ has inaugurated for all mankind, where all can come through Him. So we closed there last season and now we're picking up um, in season two here uh, we're picking up with baptism um, which is a very vital and important subject and a very vital and important topic yes so we're going to be picking up with baptism today and let's get straight into it um what is baptism well as i said in my analogy um, one of my favorite analogies to give is baptism being represented as running in a marathon and all you have to do is be able to sign up so baptism is a ritual or a ceremony that marks one's entry into a covenant relationship with christ jesus and with god our heavenly father so it's the first step into a covenant relationship with god or father and the lord jesus christ and let's let's look a bit at the old covenant uh, the old covenants that we would have looked at abrahamic and david and we see that god would have called abraham to be his people a chosen nation and for his descendants after him to be chosen and what did god command him to do how did he mark the covenant well the covenant was marked through circumcision and the people the boys the males of of his descent would have to be circumcised and the circumcision was a representation a physical representation in the flesh that reminded the the hebrews the israelites that they are god's chosen people and every time they would have seen that they would have been reminded of who they are and what they are whom they are that they're in a covenant relationship and that their lives are not their own and they're not to live anyhow but they're in covenant relationship with god our heavenly father yahweh and so that was vital we see this concept even with the lord jesus christ it says in luke it says in luke let's find it yeah, it says in Luke uh, 2, uh, verse 101, um, that after eight days that the Lord Jesus was circumcised and he was presented at the temple. And that's where he met um, Simeon and, 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 and the prophet Anna, who prophesied and who knew. The instant moment they saw him, the Spirit of God took them over and they prophesied and knew that he was the great Messiah. He was and is the Savior of all of the world. So... Even Jesus was circumcised, and that was a representation that he was in covenant relationship with God. So the Jews, even today, still perform this uh, 
this ceremony, this ritual, if you like to call it, the marks between them that they are in a covenant relationship um, with with God. Um, so the Jews from eight days old would be circumcised. Their, their skin, their foreskin would be cut, and it would represent that they are children of the Most High God and that they're in covenant relationship with Him. Um, so baptism is a representation that we are joined into covenant relationship with God. So we can't join in covenant relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ without our baptism. And how do we know this? Well, let's look at Jesus saying it himself. Let's look at Jesus and Nicodemus. A very popular story. Now we know we'll we we don't if we don't know who Nicodemus was, he was a leader of the, the, the Jews. He was a Pharisee, a religious leader, thus he knew the scriptures and he knew the law by heart. He was trained in the ways of the law from a very young age. And he was a secret disciple of Jesus Christ because he could not be because of his high standing in, in, in the in, in, in the Jewish community. He could not be a regular disciple, um, at least not a disciple by day. It says that he would always come by night um, because at that time he loved his 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 honor among the community and among the Jews more than he loved God's word of truth. So he would come by night and he would question Jesus. And he came now to question the Lord Jesus. So we look at John 3 and we see Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night to question the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says to him, Rabbi, I know that you have come from God, reading from verse 2, as a teacher, for no one else can do these signs unless God is with you. Jesus responded, and this is what Jesus says to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How can a person be born when he is old? How can he enter his mother's womb the second time and be born? So Nicodemus is very perplexed. Jesus is Jesus telling him about being born again. He's very, very confused as to what, what is he telling me? So Jesus is telling him to get to the kingdom of God that you have to be born again. And Nicodemus is like, what? That does not make sense at all. I mean, how can I can I go back into my mother's womb? Can I can I can I as, as an old man as 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 at six foot as two hundred and eighty pounds? Can I go back into my mother's womb? That doesn't really seem to be sensible to me, um, my lord. But of course, Jesus was not speaking to him about the physical rebirth, but he was speaking to him about baptism. And John at that time, John, Jesus' cousin, who was the prophet that would lead the way for the Lord Jesus Christ, had already begun baptizing the nation of Israel. So we see Jesus explains to him and says, well, I thought that you were a teacher of the law. I thought that you were a man of religious knowledge, that you would know the prophecies, that you would know what I'm talking about right off, that I'm not speaking about born and going into your mother's womb again but i am speaking of a physical rebirth of that with water born of water that is baptism that without baptism you cannot enter the kingdom of god so baptism is is, is very important and it's it's necessary because the lord jesus christ says it's necessary he tells nicodemus that that you have to be baptized that that you must and many times we some churches might say um oh you know, you don't have to be baptized. It's not necessary, you know. You know, you could just come and confess that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that's enough. But according to the scriptures and according to Jesus himself, who sets the final rule, it is, it is not enough to just confess, but we must also be baptized. So Jesus commands baptism. So it's so according to the Bible, yes, we have to be baptized. So we can't just go and, and, and join into covenant relationship with God and with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
unless we are baptized. So Jesus tells Nicodemus that no one, no one Nicodemus, no one will get to the kingdom of God unless he is baptized. So our first step, just like in marathon, in entering into covenant relationship, first step to be able to enter the kingdom of God is through signing up. And how do we sign up? How we sign up at our baptism. So there's no priest, there's no pastor, there's no one that could tell you that baptism is not important because the Lord Jesus Christ had already said it. So if he said it, then it is important because he is has the final say and authority on all matters. And thank God it was recorded for us in the scriptures. Yeah, so we've established that baptism is necessary. Uh, Jesus did say it's necessary. So we must be baptized into covenant relationship. But how is it done? Because we will see so, see how there's some churches, um, they will some churches sprinkle, some just pour water on your head, and some will fully submerge you in the water. Now, what exactly, uh, how exactly is it performed? Well, before we even go to see what how it is performed, we must first uh, see what it what it means, um, what it sim what it, what it signifies, and well, it signifies the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come come to Romans six. Paul writes to the church in, in, in Rome here, explaining to them the importance of baptism, its significance, its meaning. And he says to them, Romans 6, I, um, verse 3, I'm starting at. Or do you not know, and I'm reading from the NASB 2020. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we've been buried with him through baptism in death. So the justice Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father. So we too may be we may walk in the newness of life. So to be baptized is to be dead, buried, and resurrected with Christ. And how do we bury something? When we want to bury something, what do we have to do? We have to dig a hole deep, deep enough to hold the object, put the object in, and then we cover it so that it's no longer visible. So baptism represents the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It represents our burial of our old self, of our old thinking, of our old ways. We put it off, we bury it, we die. In a spiritual symbolic sense and then we raised to life so as we are put under there as we are as we are submerged in that moment we are saying to the world and we're saying in the presence of the angels and to god and the lord jesus christ that we are no longer subject to, to the, the ways of the world that we are no longer living according to the world that we are no longer living on our terms but we're living now according to the laws of christ according to the laws of god and we're living as perspective can candidates of the kingdom of god and we're saying to the world that we have changed and that we want to change our lives so it represents a burial and as we come up it represents that we have been raised a new life we have been born again we have become a new creation a new creature behold all things have passed away all things have become new a beautiful concept so to bury something you can't just sprinkle water on it or pour water on it that's not the way baptism is done scripturally but it must be a burial a submerging and let's look at this uh, how can we prove this in the scripture well um let's look at one of my favorite passages in acts chapter 8 so this is the ethiopian enoch and he's reading isaiah he doesn't quite understand and the holy spirit tells philip the the evangelist who's preaching to go and find this man who needs to be preached unto and minister unto him, preach to him, and tell him what's going on. Verse 29. And the Spirit said to Philip, Go up and join this chariot. Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet, and said, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, Well, how could I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. 
Another passage of scripture he was reading said this, He was led like a sheep to slaughter, and like a lamb that is silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In humiliation his justice was taken away. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch asked Philip and said, Please tell me of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or someone else? So he's reading this prophecy uh, about the Lord about the Lord Jesus Christ and he doesn't know it about his death. When Philip explains to him, it says in the scriptures that then Philip opened his mouth and beginning from the scriptures, he preached Jesus unto him. So Philip explained to him that that was the Lord Jesus Christ. And he showed him other passages of scriptures and preached unto him and showed him that the Lord Jesus Christ through the Old Testament is the Messiah, is the one and that he was to die and that he had already died. And he ministered unto him the gospel of the kingdom of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ as they traveled throughout the desert. Throughout This Ethiopian eunuch here, he was, he, he was one of... He worked for Queen Candace. He was basically her finance minister. He looked after finances. He was, he probably was Jewish. I would assume he was Jewish for the fact that he was uh, going to the temple to worship. So to go to the, to go to um, Ethiopia to Israel would have taken at least a week. So it was two weeks, a week to go and a week to come back. And he would not have gone alone, but he was affluent and wealthy. So he would have had some amount of bodyguards, and I know he would have went. With, with, with official, all the officials and they would have had to have food and drink to go through this desert land for two weeks. So they must have had a supply, large enough supply of water and a large enough supply of food. So if it had been a case, and let's look now at this verse that is important. And as they went along the road, verse 36, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And he ordered that the chariot stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. When he came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more. So, the eunuch was so convinced of the kingdom of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he wanted to be baptized immediately. And they saw a body of water, um, probably an oasis deep enough, that he commanded the chariot to be stopped. He and Philip, they went down, and Philip baptized him. And was snatched away by the Spirit to go somewhere else. So had it been a case where baptism was just a pouring of water, he would have taken some of his drinking waters as he journeyed back to Ethiopia and poured it on his head and baptized him. But he could not. Because as I said, as Paul says, as God says through Paul in his word, that baptism represents our death and resurrection, just like Christ. So we have to be buried. So the water was deep enough so that they could both be submerged. So baptism is not just sprinkling and pouring. That is not baptism. But it is our death to old self and our burial and how are we buried well we only can be buried when we're fully submerged and that is what baptism is but what about what about the prerequisites can we just go to to um go to church and sing and praise god for the first time and be baptized on spot some churches they have mega tons of baptisms uh, mega churches they have these large baptisms which people would come and they would just be baptized. They would meet them for the first time. And they would just say, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. And they're baptized. And that is it. They're pushed into the world. And that is the end of that. But is that scriptural? And what is the prerequisites? The prerequisites to be baptized. Now, let's take a look at that. Let's look at Mark 16. This is Jesus as he's preparing to leave. Mark 16. And Jesus says to his disciples, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. The one who has believed and has been baptized will be saved. But the one who is not believed will be condemned. So our first step into baptism is belief. So we must first believe 
on the kingdom of God, that God is setting up a kingdom. We must believe as well that the Lord Jesus is the Messiah, that he did die, that he did raise, and that he is able to save us, and that through him, we will have eternal life and enter the kingdom of God. So the first prerequisite is belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, belief in the things of God, belief and knowledge of the kingdom of God. And the next is repentance. In Acts chapter 2, the people were asking uh, Peter, what shall we do? They were they were finally realized that they, they killed the Lord Jesus Christ and they were sad. And they asked Peter, oh, what must we do to be saved? So he said to them, repent and be baptized. So the next step is repentance. So the two prerequisites for baptism is repentance and belief on the Lord Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. So you see, it says that Philip in Acts 8, he what? As the chariot went along, he from the scriptures taught the, the eunuch, taught the Ethiopian eunuch, the things of the kingdom, the things of God. So it is not just a case where we just go one off and get baptized, but we must first understand God's word. We must first understand his plan. We must first understand his principles so that we will be eligible. Because if we don't believe and if we don't repent, then our baptism is just a bath. Then we've just received a bath. And I know many persons who would have said to me, yeah, you know, I was baptized, but I, I never really truly believed or I'm long in the faith. So for those people, they didn't, they weren't truly baptized. They just received a bath. And we know that there is indeed one baptism. But for them, they were not baptized because they did not believe. So without belief and without repentance, then we truly, our baptism is, is, is not valid. So we must first have those prerequisites in order for our baptism to be counted in the presence of God. And I think uh, another important point, what about infant baptism? What about baptizing children? What about bringing them and having them baptized? Um, well, some churches have inculcated this into their doctrines and into their beliefs that children too can be baptized. Um, but let's see what the scripture says. And we just said that the prerequisites is belief and repentance. Children, first of all, cannot understand the things of the kingdom of God, um, cannot fully comprehend and they sometimes cannot repent, especially not babies, because we see many churches would baptize Christian babies. Um, but it's not it, it it's not scriptural. It, it's never and and if you search the scriptures, you'll never find it. But it's a dogmatic practice brought in by these very large and affluent churches. So a child cannot be baptized. The baptism of a child is not um, counted in the presence of God because the the baby cannot understand the kingdom of God. He cannot understand the Lord Jesus Christ. Cannot repent of their sins and as well as just pouring water in their head is not considered baptism. So infant baptism and baptizing very small children is not scriptural and it really isn't a true baptism. It's just a church practice that we must watch carefully and we must study um, to see what it really means. But infants cannot be baptized. They can't meet the prerequisites and the needs and the, the prerequisital need to be baptized. So thus their baptism is invalid because they just simply can't comprehend what is happening and um the scriptures do tell us that there's one baptism but if we were baptized that we didn't believe or we were baptized as an infant then that baptism isn't count so once we were baptized and it doesn't count then we can be be re-baptized because once it isn't done in the specific orders once the prerequisites are not met then we truly have not been baptized and thus we can be baptized but indeed yes once we've been truly baptized we truly repent we understand all of the things of the kingdom of god and all that is necessary for us to be baptized, then 
we are baptized and we're not we can never be baptized again because we had already been baptized into the lord jesus christ so god is gracious god wants all to come to eternal life the none should perish he wants all to come to the kingdom of god and the first step to a covenant relationship with god and the lord jesus christ through christ the high priest is baptism which represents christ as going to all the world he who believes and is baptized that person shall be saved so that is the first step that is a signing up for this beautiful journey that we will all take to the kingdom of god it's a wonderful experience um speaking personally it's the best decision that i will say that i've ever made in my life is to be baptized and become a follower of the lord jesus christ so the big marathon awaits us the marathon that leads to the kingdom of god where we receive not a perishable crown but one that is imperishable it awaits us and you can join my dear friend that is listening you are invited to make the first step through baptism so we hear a truth incorporated believe in bible studies we believe um in the word of god and in his power and we would love to be able to study with you and to be able to answer your questions um so for those who are here that might have questions you can submit the questions to the email that is truth incorporated 001 at gmail.com truth incorporated 001 at gmail.com or you can um message us privately on so our social media page on facebook to our instagram facebook we are truth incorporated on facebook and on instagram we are t underscore incorp you could dm us privately there and we will answer your question and, and even you can request a private study private bible study so that you could understand the principles and even have a baptism set up for yourself so please feel free to contact us and for those who are f- who are new who've never heard us before you can go look at our old episodes from season one where we looked at uh god's covenant relationship uh it's very important that you would look at those videos um so i uh, thank you once again for listening and um up next we'll be looking at how we are made um our soul so we'll be looking at the soul in the next episode um what the soul is and we're going to look at the biblical aspect so for the next two episodes we're going to be looking at how we are made and uh the next time we meet you'll be hearing me as i prolong and i speak about the soul so remember to leave uh if you've not yet subscribed to the podcast remember to leave one if you're watching on apple podcast or on spotify to leave a subscription and remember that uh to share with a friend as well share that they might uh come to know the great news of the lord jesus christ and of the kingdom and of baptism and also you can like our facebook page and follow us on instagram for updates um on our podcast so the podcast will be shot every two weeks two weeks from now you will hear uh, me speak on this soul uh it was great to be with you um guys and the peace of the lord be with you and do feel free to message us anytime do not be shy god be with you until we meet again Take care.